really wanted wanted I just wanted it. I really wanted to get out there. I wanted to see what I could do. I wanted to compete at the highest of levels and, and I, I just always had the work ethic to do it. You know, I maybe didn't have the six four build or you know the athleticism of like a Dustin Johnson or flexibility and strength, but I just I was willing to put in the time when where I needed to and, and um, if it if it cost me getting up early or staying at the course late, I was I was definitely willing to do that. I wasn't gonna get outworked. And uh, I love telling kids that these days that I, I speak with and, and young aspiring uh, tour pros and college kids. And, you know, if, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. And you know, maybe that'll be the tour, maybe it won't, but it'll get you someplace you'll be proud of in the end. So. Is there a maturity age when a golfer really comes into his own? I mean, you, I watched Tiger when he was playing at Stanford and so got a chance. You mentioned about uh, the other young golfers that are out there. But generally speaking, Kevin, what do you think is the – is the maturity age, the age in which they come into their own uh, when it comes to this game? Well, a lot of people say in the mid-30s. Um, obviously, you know, some of these young kids coming out today are, are ready to go in their early 20s. Um, it's the beauty of our game. You know, someone like Steve Stricker has played his best golf in his mid-40s. Um, you know, Jack kept it going through his mid-40s. Um, Tiger's, you know, going through a spell where he's, he's just kind of trying to, you know, I think find assurance and find... Uh, you know, just just some sort of uh, contentment with his body, and, and you know, getting a swing that matches it, and um, it's just it's a game of ups and downs we play. No matter if you're a hundred shooter or you know low mid 60s shooter, it just comes and goes as it pleases, and you just got to be ready for those peaks and valleys. But I mean, you never never beat the game, but uh, it sure is fun to play. I got to tell you, one of my all time favorite over the 25 years that I've been doing this program is uh, my interview with Ben Hogan, and I know how you feel oh, about him. Man. Uh, and you really love his swing. Break that swing down to uh, for me, and what is it that you you enamors you with that? Well, it's uh, without getting too golf nerdy on you. <laughs> you know, ben Hogan <laughs> had just the most perfect uh, pivot, you know, pivot compression of his body. He 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 opened it up so um, his kind of his right hip worked backwards so deep in his in his backswing, and his whole right side kind of opened up. His right shoulder, his right elbow allowed everything to, to just really open up and get behind the golf ball. And then his transition, his lower body fired, stayed really deep behind the golf ball, and then rotated on, you know, with a speed and with a flexibility that not many golfers have. And um, his, his body was, I mean, basically wide open at impact, but it was coming from such a shallow and deep transitional point that he was able to cover it and turn on top of it and just hit flat, you know, just bullets out of, out of, <laughs> out of each golf glove he hit. And... Um, you know, to this day, we all try and kind of aspire to get there, and there are many that have. But um, watching his swing, if you compare it to like a home run hitter, he, he, he viewed it as simply as that. He just was trying to hit a hard baseball, except the baseball was laying on the ground instead of coming at, you know, instead of being two, three feet off the ground. So all he did was just give himself more pivot uh, and, and, and uh, hip plane, you know, pointing down at the ground versus pointing at, at a baseball and, and then tried to swing the same way. So his simplicity was just beautiful, and it's uh, – you know, he's just so far ahead of his time. You know, Kevin, I'm going to say something, and I think you're the perfect person to talk to about this, and that is the thing I know about golf, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, is is that especially at the amateur level, is that you go out and there's always one shot in every round that makes you not throw away the clubs and come back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, Am I right about that? That is. 
And it doesn't matter who you are. That's right. A tiger or a beginner. It really doesn't matter. I made the the comment one time, I play more tennis than I do golf, mainly because if I make a mistake in tennis, five seconds later I can forget about it. If right. I make it in golf, I've got all the time I'm looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's the game we play. When you take a look at all the courses that you've played over your career and, and look at the ones, what are the ones that you really look forward to playing that really kind of capture the love of the sport? Well, obviously Augusta is a special invitation to get an incredible golf course. Uh, I was there yesterday doing uh, practice. Um, it's just a real special treat driving down that Magnolia Lane. You know you're going to have an incredible day. Um, the British Open courses, the, the rotation over there is just absolutely magical golf. I, I've really fallen in love with going over there and, and um, playing Lynx. You know, the creativity of Lynx golf is just is, is awesome to play. Monterey Peninsula is just incredible. I, I took my parents up to Bandon Dunes. We had a blast up there. Played all all five courses up at Bandon Dunes. Um, you know, I think that's probably our closest American um, you know, recreation of, of what's what we find over in Scotland and Ireland um, here in the United States. And it's just a great trip for anyone who can get there.